Hi, I'm St. Cloud Mayor Dave Kleist. Welcome to the Daily Update. Uh, our opportunity to uh, give you an update on what's happening in the city of St. Cloud. Uh, for those of you who are listening to the governor's uh, update, is done at 2 o'clock every day. And of course, today, Commissioner Jan Malcolm, uh, our Commissioner of, of Health, uh, gave the update uh, as she does and talks about a lot of the uh, the information that uh, I'm asked often to give, and people like to have an update of uh, what the the numbers are. So she gives a both a global, a national, and a and a statewide perspective. Uh, I'll, I'll localize that a little bit more to the three counties that uh, are here representing St. Cloud, uh, but for the statewide, it's 4,181 confirmed cases. Um, unfortunately, uh, 301 uh, deaths. Uh, and uh, but fortunately, of that 4,181, 1,912 are have been cleared and are no longer in need of isolation or quarantine. Um, so 19, 1,912 of the 4,181. Uh, locally here, uh, six six cases in Benton, Sherburn 19, and in Stearns, uh, 86 cases. Now that's a significant. Uh, bump, but as you heard earlier today by Commissioner Malcolm and um, the other folks on the on the briefing this morning, uh, we expect those numbers to go up. Uh, testing has been increased, so as it was announced or last week um, by the governor and uh, the partnership with the University of Minnesota, uh, with the Mayo Clinic, and uh, with all healthcare systems around the state, uh, that increased number of testing that is taking place will increase those numbers. We've known uh, from the beginning there are a lot of folks that um, have uh, more than likely uh, in our area or in the state as a whole um, that have had positives but have not uh, had the number of tests. Those tests are going up. And of course, um, we, we see areas around the state where there are uh, incidents where there are um, breakouts in certain areas, particularly areas where there are uh, meat processing plants. Uh, and of course, uh, those are also in Stearns County, uh, one of them anyway, and of course, uh, nearby in, in Candy Ojai County, at least in our area of the state, but also in other parts of the state. So uh, those numbers, uh, by the way, all of that information, probably one of the best sources statewide uh, for that number and the guidelines is the state of Minnesota's portal, which is mn.gov, mn.gov. When you click on that site, you'll see actually a click to COVID-19 that gives you the county by county breakdown. It gives you all the guidelines put out by the federal government, the Center for Disease Control, and also the Minnesota Department of Health. All of those links you can actually go directly from our website on. So if you go to the city's website, uh, right on, click on coronavirus or COVID-19, um, that'll take you to the CDC, to the Minnesota uh, Department of Health. It'll take you also to our Emergency Operations Center, our EOC. Um, I had Erin Erin uh, Tufty on the other day, and she was talking about she's actually the director of our emergency management operation for the city of St. Cloud and Stearns County. Uh, they have information uh, that they update here locally also uh, and guidelines that are important uh, for you to, to. If you don't have that Internet access, however, uh, you can make a phone call. Um, you can call the hotline, which is the COVID-19 hotline directly here. It's 877, the word St. Cloud, S-D-C-L-O-U-D, or you can go to 877 7 825683. Uh, that's the local hotline number answered throughout the day. And of course, um, always um, when it comes to uh, city business, uh, our main switchboard number here is, is 255-7200. And that will take you to all of the departments. Um, we're still in operation, fully in operation, of course, uh, operating differently. Um, you know, City Hall is, is open for business, but not physically to come here. But you can certainly call 
uh, make an appointment, uh, but the main switch number is, switchboard number is probably the best number. Call those. We're still filling potholes. We're still answering your questions. We're still doing all the areas of engineering and, and in issues of inspection. So there's a lot of people still working as essential workers for you, uh, but we're doing things a little different. So uh, it's an opportunity for you to connect um, directly. A lot of people are still out uh, working in partnership. Uh, I, I had an opportunity, like I said earlier this week, and we'll have an opportunity each day when I do these updates at 310 streaming live on our, our website and on channel 181 um, to bring in some of our partners. So we have uh, Robin Wacker, Dr. Wacker, uh, president of St. Cloud State University. Clearly uh, an important uh, St. Cloud State University is essential <laughs> to our community. We keep talking about essential workers uh, and essential partners. The university is essential in pre-COVID-19 times, COVID-19 times and beyond. Uh, we really um, are very fortunate in our community to have a university uh, and to have a partner in so many ways. Uh, and so I thought it was important. I hear a lot of uh, questions that people have. Uh, how are some of our some of our other folks doing? We had Superintendent Jed on a couple weeks ago, how the school district, uh, but I think it's important to hear from uh, from uh, the president of St. Cloud State University to talk a little bit about uh, how they, uh, as an institution, are dealing with not only uh, their students, um, the faculty, the staff, and all the folks that they work for on a regular basis. So, um, President Wacker, uh, please uh, give an update uh, if you can. Well, Dave, uh, thanks so much, Mayor Kleiss, for having me. And it's uh, a wonderful opportunity to be connected with you and the community and let you know what's been happening at St. Cloud State. So about a month ago, we took the entire campus to remote operations. So we're talking about 1,400 faculty and staff and 13,000 students flipped to a non-face-to-face environment. And I can't tell you how proud I am of the effort that faculty and staff made to take their entire operation that they're used to conducting business face-to-face -face and do that remotely, uh, almost without a hitch. It's just absolutely remarkable. Uh, we, we are one of the first universities, I believe, in the state to, to launch a 24-7 hotline right away for our, uh, for our students and their parents and for our community to be able to connect and just tell us what questions you have, how we can help you, uh, and to be able to reach out that way. The other thing that we did, again, I think one of the first in the country is that we uh, developed a bank of professionals and we endeavored to call every single student to just check in. How's it going? What can we help you with? Because the students also had to adjust to a remote learning environment, uh, which they were not anticipating uh, to have to do either. So everybody is in quite a transition. So currently, right now, the, the university is has very limited operations. We have about 180 students still living on campus because uh, that is their home and uh, had no other opportunity to move somewhere else. We have about 120 um, staff uh, around making sure the buildings are uh, kept up and in shape and, and keeping track of the grounds and our students, of course. Uh, the other thing, too, I would say is that uh, we very much are thinking about the future uh, because I know top of mind for many folks as well, so what's happening in the fall and in the summer with classes. So I can tell you that our summer class offerings will continue to be in a non-face-to-face environment. Uh, maybe towards the end of uh, the summer, there may be some opportunities for limited face-to-face -face instruction where students need to be in a lab, for example. But social distancing and all the safety precautions will absolutely be in place. Now for fall, 
What we've been doing is we have been uh, very creative, and uh, I want to talk, uh, uh, give thanks to our admissions teams and other folks that have taken what is usually a face-to-face -face recruiting uh, opportunities and turned them into remote and Zoom meetings. I was just on one um, this week with prospective students and their parents, and you know, you see a whole gallery of 100, 100 students that are still interested in coming to St. Cloud State have been admitted. Of course, we don't know what the format will be for delivery. Uh, it may be some kind of variation of face-to-face. -face. Uh, we're not sure whether or not we will fully open our residence halls. Because as you know, and you hear every day, uh, things change on a daily basis. But we absolutely are developing plans to uh, come up with different scenarios of how we would continue instruction in the fall. So we are very much connected to our campus community and to prospective students and are, are uh, interested in figuring out what our new normal will be as the uh, fall semester arrives. Well, I appreciate that uh, and I appreciate you coming in, uh, Robin. The, one of the things that I've I've noticed, I do a lot of walking now, as I think everyone uh, is doing. Uh, you, that's In fact, that's uh, strongly encouraged. Uh, but I walk the trails and then I walk around campus. It's, uh, it's a bit eerie um, when uh, the only thing I see out there is that, uh, you know, bronze uh, husky <laughs> out on the, uh, the plaza. But it's, uh, you know, it's uh, clearly things are being done uh, remotely and through, uh, you know, through the Internet. Uh, and I think a lot of folks are getting used to uh, that aspect. Uh, one of the things I think we've all become uh, more accustomed to those types of meetings. And in some cases, uh, some of those meetings I know I've been in have, have seemed even more efficient than they, they may have been in the past. So I, I think there'll be a piece of that going forward. Uh, but nothing can replace that. Uh, you know, person-to-person -person contact, which is so important in both in education and so important when it comes to just the relationships we have as a, as a community, uh, and uh, that will that will be back. Um, and uh, you know, it may it may have uh, stages of uh, of different normalcy for a while until it is fully back to where it is. But I know this will end, and we'll be back uh, stronger than we've been, probably more prepared and and uh, technologically uh, connected even more. I can't uh, I can't say enough how appreciative I am of all the IT people, all the people who keep all this technology running, and the fact that, um, you know, there's a lot of people that are online, uh, more so than ever before, uh, and uh, things are running, uh, you know, for the most part, uh, very smooth uh, in that respect. So, and I also thank um, Jason and Joe, who are operating, uh, get this broadcast out for us. In fact, uh, they'll be working this Friday. I'll be doing an interactive town hall meeting. I do, I've done 740, this will be the 747th town hall meeting, uh, but it's interactive, a little different. That'll be on Friday at 3.35. So after this update on Friday at 3.35. So if you have questions, um, whether they be, uh, you can send them by email. You could drop a note in our Dropbox outside of City Hall here. You could send a, make a, a phone call. There'll be a number uh, that will be, uh, email, the number and email will actually be on the screen, both as it's streaming and on Channel 181 Friday too. But prior to that, you can, and we can, we can answer some of those questions. So it's extremely important that we stay connected. Uh, it's important that uh, your government is responsible and accessible and transparent uh, during this process. There'll be a council meeting uh, coming up next uh, Monday. Uh, we'll hear more from the governor this week about uh, the stay-at-home order, but more than likely that meeting will still probably be done the way the last ones have been done um, through online, uh, you know, more of a virtual meeting um, on, on Monday, and then we'll see uh, depending on uh, what direction uh, there is from the state um, later this week as, as we go beyond the 4th. I think a lot of us are waiting to see what that next that next step is. Um, 
and we'll find. I want to thank all of you for what you're doing. Um, you know, there's a remarkable uh, sense of, uh, of community and such generosity with your time, your talent, your resources to help those folks on the front line. And thank you, the folks that are on the front line, the medical folks, the folks that are doing the supply chain, you know, the educators and the, you know, and the students that are out um, helping in that respect and all the folks that are doing what they can, daycare providers and so much. I want to thank the uh, St. Cloud State University. I know, Robin, that we talked uh, earlier at the beginning about uh, utilizing some of your facilities if, if the need arises. And I know uh, that has been a part of it. And uh, that's where we collaborate and partner uh, together going forward to get us through this crisis. Um, and so that's been also a tremendous uh, help. So um, I look forward to um, having an opportunity. Again, uh, we'll have more of these updates daily, but an opportunity to bring in some other folks. Uh, Tony Goddard tomorrow, who's our facilities director, will talk a little bit about some of the facilities, the River's Edge and the Max, some of the other things that clearly are not open uh, during these times. Uh, but what that has done and what kind of those next stages going forward too. So uh, as always, my numbers are they're on the screen. You've seen the numbers. I've talked about the website and all that. Otherwise, feel free to give me a call anytime uh, with the stay-at-home order. I'm at home, so 253-9535 or give me a call at my office, 255-7201. Uh, stay healthy, stay well, and God bless you.